Hello. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, third episode of Get the Pony. Yes. Uh, we're going to add Stephen Murgatroyd into this very soon. Um, so, Stephen Murgatroyd, he's uh, one of the coaches at SPG Bradford. Um, he uh, He's a brown belt, uh, all around uh, awesome guy. He's my longest serving training partner, I think. So, me and Stevie met 2000, I think it were. Um, and yeah, train together. So we thought we'd get Steve onto the uh, onto the podcast today because um, he's a he's an absolute character and a great guy. Uh, so Marie, do the honors. Does he have to be watching? Uh, you, I think so. We'll, we'll give this a go. We we're we're giving it a go. We don't know if it works. It's time. Oh, it's not on yet. <laughs> it's not on yet. Oh, we practiced <laughs> this last night as well. We did practice it. So hopefully Steve's going to join pretty soon. <laughs> Marie's going to message him. I'm just going to message him <laughs> just to make sure he's uh, remembered. So Steve's done some really good stuff um, at SPG Bradford around the Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Um, traditionally, like our club's been mainly kind of a mixed martial arts club. Uh, we, we'd always have significantly more people wanting to do mixed martial arts uh, than Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. And I think um, uh, Steve's really sort of driven especially the competition side, uh, the, uh, um, the Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. So um, it'd be great to kind of go through some of his uh, some of his ideas and some of his thoughts. Uh, Murgy's just joined, so Excellent. Okay. Let's, let's, bring the, let's bring the big guy in. There we go, Mr. Murgatroyd. Get ready, people. Are you ready? It's time to get on the pony. What's happening? Steve, you need to accept waiting. it. Oh, we're waiting. waiting for him. Oh, he's waiting for Steve. He's keeping us waiting on purpose. <laughs> so I think it's all a ploy. <laughs> Don't read that out. He, 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 he might be a couple of seconds. <laughs> uh, so we've got a technical delay at Steve's end. <laughs> so he's just, he's just, uh, uh, yeah, he's just gone. <gasps> oh, you're ridiculous. She, she's a. Hey! <laughs> Go on, Steve, talk so we can test the sound. Oh, oh no. no. <laughs> turn our volume up. There we go. I'm right, there, I'll turn the volume up as well. We're going to turn our volume up as well, Steve. There we go. Try now, buddy. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Is that right, please? <laughs> We practiced this last night as well. All of us practicing. Stevie, talk to us, baby. Can you hear us? Steve? Hello? Is <laughs> <laughs> your mic the worst pod- <laughs> Oh, he's left. He's gone. He's had enough. Can anyone else hear us? Yeah, I'll just move it again. Slightly. Oh. Hang on. There ah, we go. Request. Let's view that. Let's go live with Stevie Murgatroyd. Try. Let's try again. Dun, dun, dun. Waiting for him. Waiting. Always <laughs> waiting. Come on, Steve. Yay! <laughs> How's it going, Steve? Fuck's <laughs> Your connection doesn't look great. 
Oh. <laughs> Have you got somewhere with a better connection? Oh. <laughs> we can't hear you again now. <laughs> Are you connected to your Wi Fi? <laughs> <laughs> so, for you guys who are listening to this, he's, uh, he's struggling. What are you doing? Have you got alt plugged into your phone, Steve? Is can't there- hear you. Can't Steve- hear you, Steve. Is there a youth about who can help? Get Hannah. <laughs> She'll fix it. <laughs> Where's that noise coming from? Is it outside? That's there? us. That's oh, right. Well, it's not us. <laughs> it's outside. <laughs> Something somewhere. Right. God damn it. Uh, Should we end it and try it again? Should we try again? We'll end it and try again, Steve. So there, yeah. Uh, at the top end. Oh, end the live stream? Yeah. Right, guys, we're ending the live stream. We're going to start again. <laughs> uh, share it. Might as well share it. So there's no save option, though. All right, just uh, pass it here. So there. Yeah. Press and hold. Oh. Uh, add to your story. Skim across all the way to the other end. Come on, Stevie. Did he send a message? No. Steve's back. No. Hey, James. <laughs> Hello. Andy's back. Hey, right, right okay. Then. So let's give it another go. <laughs> Waiting for Murgy. Bob's back. Gillian's here. Hello. Hello. Oh. Right, we can hear you. Hurrah. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we're going to have to do the introductions. Huh? <laughs> we're going to have to do the introduction again, Steve, because it'll be on the other video. Stephen Murgatroyd. Brown belt in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, the the general because of his stance on how to train in Jiu-Jitsu <laughs> and how he implements said system. Uh, me and Steve go back to uh, 2000, I think it is, when we first started training together. Steve and Murgatroyd, thank you for getting on the pony. Hurrah. <laughs> Eventually. Eventually, you're doing good, man. It's all right. Did you work out what the problem was? right then so marie's wrote some questions because i'm not very good at this um because like we've known each other for so long uh, sometimes we skip over some stuff how did we meet <laughs> I remember a strange email from a strange man from a strange forum sometime, somewhere, someplace. Yeah, that's about it. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, uh, uh, it was SF UK, I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
I'd been watching a lot of Jeff Thompson stuff, and I went on there, and I think you, had you competed somewhere? That that must have been like really, really early. Yeah. You mentioned that you'd competed somewhere in West Yorkshire or in Bradford or something. Yeah, so I think I think that will have been the with Darren Curry's first. Valetudo, uh, amateur Valetudo uh, event. I think that was like December of two thousand. Yeah, I think yeah, two thousand when when the all shortage happened. Um, so twenty years, pretty much, nearly. Ah, yeah, yeah, oh, shit, yeah, twenty years. Yeah. I I had it. I had it made October time, but I don't know. You're probably right. No, I, th- I think I think, I, I think you're right, mate. I think yeah, October makes more sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Round the, the corner from where we are, and we did uh, an MMA class with Darren Ward. Yeah. And, and Max Gillespie. Yeah, yeah. God, they were they were some fun times, weren't they? And it does sound it sounds a bit weird now, but the the, the ring was had carpet on the bottom of it, didn't it? Yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah, there were no padding. Yeah. It was just it was layers of carpet that made up the ring. Wow. Carpet burn then? Is that a problem? <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> rope around the edge like a rip. It was bizarre, really. Well, to be fair, he put it's some like gaffer then. tape around the rope, didn't he? So it was like a rope, but it was still rope. <laughs> yeah. Is he still going or what? He must be about 100 now. I, I think he passed away. I've, I've got a feeling he passed away. Yeah. I think someone else took over his gym. I forget the chap's name, but. Um, yeah, one of the lads who came to join uh, a few months ago, he, he said that's where he started, and it, it's not Nigel anymore. I think he passed on. Right, because he, he must have been in his sixties then, or his fifties. Yeah. Oh, I mean, he, 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 he's he's always been about sixty in my mind for the last <laughs> twenty years. I've, yeah, that you know, I think he went over, didn't he? Quite quite late late on, I think he must have been in his forties to early fifties, and. Went and trained in Thailand, um, and I think he actually fought as well. Um, and then came back to Bradford and, and opened what Munster Ring or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I forgot. Well, that's, where, that, that's, that's where I met you. Yeah. So was it MMA that you got into first? Then? It wasn't even called MMA then. To be fair, mm. it was literally. I mean that that was that was a, a like a valid judo class, wasn't it? I suppose they called it. Yeah. Uh, it was it was the Jeff Thompson stuff because before that I'd done kickboxing for about four years at Bradford University and I started reading all the Jeff Thompson Animal Day book was the main thing and that was talking about grappling, jujitsu and, and and wrestling back then so it, seemed, it was more to do with self defence than than sport. Okay. It was like I thought the striking was all right, so but I needed some ground stuff for what Jeff Thompson was saying. I went to um, Hunter Judo around probably about six months before that, and got battered. <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't. I didn't go back for twenty years. <laughs> <laughs> I think. I think that that was part of the problem, weren't it? Like everyone were. We try to work stuff out and do individual stuff to try and replicate a 
uh, MMA fight or a street fight or something like that. So, you know, you 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 were going into kind of like judo, you're going into Thai boxing, you're having to travel to about five different places. You know, I mean, we we used to travel. I mean, we went all over, didn't we? To be fair, like we we trained in yeah. Bradford at Kickers, which is uh, where we ended up kind of having our Tuesday night session, which usually ended up into a dance off. Um, and then we go over to Nova, Nova uh, Anaconda at the time over in Huddersfield with Andy Williams, um, yeah. and yeah, so it were a bit of a. It's hard to piece it all back together. I mean, you know, twenty years ago, like it doesn't feel like that. It feels stranger, like maybe a couple of years ago we were doing that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's nice to see Andy Williams still doing it. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. He. Um, I keep I catch up with him every now and again at competitions and stuff, and um, I think he's put a, a little bit more time into kind of the kids side of it. He's got quite a, a strong kids team, but he's he's now starting to develop some adults from what I can see in the the jiu-jitsu side. So yeah, that's that's pretty interesting. I think we trained together for a couple of months, didn't we? And then you came to America with me, didn't you? Yeah. yeah. Was it a month or was it two? Well, months? A good idea. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? No, I think that's- See, that feels better. That doesn't feel as weird. Because, <laughs> like, when I think think about it, I always thought, like, a month and, like, oh, can I come? I'm like, yeah, yeah, come on. We'll, we'll go to America. We'll go to some strange guy's gym. And we'll sleep there. I don't really know him. I've not put a deposit down. He's just literally said, said, come over to America and you can sleep in the gym. And off we trot, didn't we? We just kind of wandered off and went and did that. <laughs> Do you remember the? Go on, mate. It was a bit air raising you know, when we first got there. We were just driving around an industrial estate looking for somewhere to sleep. <laughs> oh, I can't forget that that taxi ride. It was so bad. I wrote some on a piece. I wrote the address on a piece of paper, but I think there was something that I wrote which wasn't clear to the driver. So he did take us on a bit of a drive all over, and we couldn't find it. So I think we, we had like an extra half an hour in car, didn't we? Just driving around this industrial estate, trying to find the place. We finally got there and then we knocked on the door and this guy answered the door and um, he said, uh, I don't know anything about you guys coming. I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> so like we, we've literally just arrived at this gym. There's a guy who's, because uh, they had sleeping quarters in the gym at Chris Brennan's and uh, he, he weren't going to let us in. <laughs> and uh, he tried contacting Chris Brennan but Chris were driving to a, a fight somewhere um, so yeah I mean that night I thought we were going to end up sleeping on the street or something it's falling over <laughs> it was getting because we'd had like 15 hours of flying <laughs> yeah. and I'm sat in the back of this taxi going oh, have you got that is that address right man <laughs> <laughs> it was all getting a bit touchy for a bit <laughs> Is that nearly the end of the friendship? Were you questioning your life choices at that point? <laughs> to be fair, <laughs> to be fair, it was right. It just it couldn't read my writing. That was problem. <laughs> Fucking yank. <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.
it's not. <laughs> there's been there's been way worse. <laughs> Believe me. But yeah, so we uh, we went off to America. We trained over there for for a week, which were um, which were, were pretty cool at the time, weren't it? Because you think back to two thousand and one. You know, we we went over and we we trained for a week. At, um, you know, we were a full time academy, and I mean the academy was beautiful as well, weren't it? You know, yeah, sleeping, yeah, sleeping quarters. It was you know, the king of the cage, cage then. Yeah, yeah, and th- and that that were that were probably one of the best cages at the time as well, weren't it? I mean, the matting and everything on that cage were beautiful, weren't it? Yeah, well, I, th- I think he let him, the king of the cage let him have it there just because he would look after it for him. Mm. Was ah, the, right. was the thing on it. I'm pretty sure that they. Uh, the people from Chris Brennan's would help put the cage up as well when it went up. Right. Because the guy who runs Next Generation in Liverpool, he, he what, Paul... Rimmer. What's his name? Paul Rimmer went out. I remember seeing on SFUK that he was there either just before or just after we went, but he stayed there for quite a while. And I remember seeing a picture on there of him putting the cage up for him and stuff, so... Right. Oh, okay. That's interesting. Bit mm-hmm. of chat, Bit of free free labour for a money, but yeah. But guess... that, that king of the cage was interesting because they used to do it outside, didn't they? The, 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 yeah, like an Indian reservation, because in California that's the only place that they legally could hold um, any mixed martial arts events. So yeah, uh, yeah they did have one which. So they which... started raining. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There was one when they called Wet and Wild. Oh, wow. <laughs> Honestly, he's called Wet and Wild. Was that with the bikinis on? Uh, <laughs> different ones, see. I think you've been watching a different one. I guess King Cage 3 or 4. But yeah, they, they literally kept the fights going and um, people were fighting uh, as the ring was piss wet through them. The, 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 the actual matting, it like foam with like a PVC over the top. So it was really slippy when it got wet. So like <laughs> no. when you're watching them fight, have you, have you ever seen? Oh, you seen? Yeah. Here comes the boom. There's a there's a there's a bit in that film where two people are actually fighting mm. and they're fighting. And it starts raining, they're slipping all over and stuff. It's because of King of the Cage. Oh wow. Yeah. How long did that go for then? What do you mean? Like doing it outside, like. Was that something that was a, a, a new thing and they just did it a couple of times? Or no, that I think, I think the venue was, for a long time, was outside. I think uh, Gladiator Challenge, which was uh, the feeder show for King of the Cage, they did it outside as well. But it's in California, so oh, I mean, yeah. how much rain do they normally get? So yeah, true. I think it was... Will... Yeah. It was just a freak, freak weather conditions, wasn't it? Cause it was like doing it in Vegas or something. Yeah. pisses it down once a year or something like that <laughs> <laughs> oh dear so what's our next question for Stevie um, <clears throat> so we've talked about how long we've been training you did have a bit of time off though didn't you Steve yeah <laughs> <laughs> you're going to have to give us more buddy <laughs> You so know. when you took time off and then came back into it, did you come back into BJJ or like how, what have you trained? Um, well, I, t- I took six, I had six years off. I, I, I wasn't going to take six years off. <laughs> I, um, I went back to university. I decided to change careers so that I could go back to university 
so that I didn't have to work and I could have had more time to train. <laughs> All right, okay. But it was hard. <laughs> and, and I just, I ended up doing a lot more studying than what I should have done. Studying? Uh, well, yeah, and then I got busy. <laughs> a pretty good good feeling to have when you get hit in the face uh you're one of these people who, who pretend to enjoy it and yeah yeah and all that kind of macho bullshit I, I don't believe them i think i think being open and honest about being not hit in the face is probably the best way of not being hit in the face so <laughs> yeah uh, i'm gonna say i don't think i'm yeah. ever gonna love it <laughs> no, you shouldn't if you love it you're doing something wrong so So, so what advice would you give? Is it is it just to accept it, or is there anything that you can think of which which has helped get past that? Because I think with what we do, because you know, pain is definitely linked to everything that we do in martial arts or jiu-jitsu, MMA. It can be hard to get over that hurdle of yeah, you're going to be in pain for a little bit, so you're going to have to either work through it or quit. And like I say, I think a lot of people take the option to quit, don't they, because they don't want to feel the pain. Is there anything that you that that's helped you over your time training deal with that deal with the the pain that you're constantly kind of feeling and experiencing? Yeah, I stopped doing striking. <laughs> <laughs> Put a gear on. <laughs> um, I, th- I think I think it's management of uh, the classes so that that, that nobody is allowed going too hard with somebody who's not either used to it or is not as experienced. I mean, if you go back to the older days of Fooly Kazan, there used to be some real tear-ups and there was some hard sparring. Mm. And a few people have said to me that it, 
you know, the, the gym had a bit of a reputation for being a bit of a, a tough, a tough gym at the time. Mm. And you either sink or swim in that. You, you either love it, yeah, or you disappear. You disappear, or you just do gee. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, even even to an extent, like I said, like I tried the judo sort of twenty years ago. Judo has quite a, a, a mentality of hard, hard sparring, and it doesn't matter whether you're a black belt or a white belt. The way that they spar is, is physical. So for, for a newcomer to it, it's not personal, and they're all nice people. But it, it's it's just they 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 are used to the physicality of it, mm-hmm. and I think I think with a striking or whatever. Somebody goes too hard with you, that you, you don't understand that it's not personal. Um, that that could all that could put someone off as well. So uh, yeah. it, it's maybe an understanding of what's going on, really. Yeah. The fact is, if you want to do MMA, you've got to, you've got to learn to be able. You, you've got to have been smacked hard before you get in a cage. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. But 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 you but you shouldn't be smacked hard every single session. Yeah. Yeah. But you've got to got to have been in that position where you've really had a proper fight I think because I've seen people freeze in a cage after they've been hit hard and it's just it, it, it just changes them doesn't it mm. you know, it's Mike, Ty- Mike Tyson's phrase and all that sort of thing so absolutely well not many people know that you've actually competed in MMA haven't you Steve yeah yeah but yeah that was yeah I mean that was really early on yeah it was like 2001 again or something like that. but yeah. I don't- but oh, I, I, I was just going to say, I think, you know, like, I, I think unless you've actually competed, it's hard to ex, to explain that. And, I, you know, a lot, a lot of people kind of look at you as just the, the jiu-jitsu general and all that kind of thing in the gym. But people don't understand your training and kickboxing that you've done. They don't understand, you know, that you have actually competed. You know, so you've had that butterflies, you've had that person kicking you, you've, you've had that exchange and... It is really difficult, isn't it, to kind of explain that you know you're going to get hit and it's going to suck. Like you think you're a big, bad, horrible you know monster. You think you're going to be able to do this, but you're going to have hundreds of people watching you, and you're going to get hit, and you're going to have to deal with that fact in front of a lot of people watching you. And that not only experiencing that for the first time, but being in that kind of environment is very different. Yeah, without a doubt. the training I could probably still enjoy doing bits of MMA but every time I've come back to it it's just the, the actual speed and physicality of it with younger lads it's just not for me I just you know I just can't be arsed with, with, with that sort of I admire people who do MMA but I think if you're going to do MMA you've got to be in it for the right reason because otherwise you, you, it'll just be a labour rather than something that you love if you're doing it for the Instagram posts and the notoriety, it's not going to work. Do, you've maybe do, got to be a little, little bit unhinged, really. A bit like like goalkeepers in football and drummers in bands. They're all fucking mental, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the, that's the MMA people of martial arts, are the drummers. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> uh, do, do you think a lot's changed with... Um, oh, he's gone. See if he comes back. Still in. 
Hey. hey. Do, do you think a lot of kind of people's perception and attitude towards like, I, th- I think we're seeing it a little bit in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu now, change because of social media and, you know, you see people like always trying to get like sponsorship and things like that. Do, do you, how much of an effect of, of, do you think that's had on on kind of people's opinions and people being able to, to, to coach those people as well? Oh, his volume's gone. You're going to have to repeat that question in a minute. <laughs> Come on, Stevie. He's gone. Oh, no, he's gone. We'll give him a second, see if he joins again. <laughs> I didn't you... know he competed in MMA, though. Yeah. That was interesting, though. Yeah. He did, like, a little tournament thing. Ah, right, okay. Mm. Here we go. Here we go, connecting. Hello? Hey! Back again. Yeah, that's better. Yeah, we're back now. We're back. Excellent. Good man. Right, go back to that question you were just asking. Oh. Oh, no. We might have lost him again. (laughs) (laughs) Hello? Were you playing then, or? Sounds gone again. <laughs> <laughs> you know he's serious when the glasses go on, don't you? <laughs> Speak, Stevie. No, it's gone. Your sound's gone again, buddy. <laughs> uh, we've had so many technical hitches this week. <laughs> I know, there's been a few. We tried a couple of Zoom things. We tried a Zoom watch along yesterday and that didn't go very well, so we put on Instagram. Yeah. Uh, which went well. Um, if this doesn't work, he's going to his car. <laughs> I'm sending him to his yeah, car. Yeah, that's a good idea, actually, because it worked really well, didn't it? Then? Yeah, yeah. During the test. We tested it, people. I we promise you. We did test this. Stevie? Why is your sound going? I don't get it. Can you hear me? Yay! Oh, yeah. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> we might have to do a two-part with you, Steve. I think that might be the th- the, the game of this. <laughs> well, uh... Oh. So, quickly, yeah. So, I was just saying, do you think people's attitudes are changing because of social media? In the BJJ world or in... And, yeah. M- and MMA as well. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, mate, yeah. We can't now. Gone, bud. Catty, I'm afraid. No, we might have to have a last minute replacement. Go to the car! Go to the car! <laughs> yeah, yeah, do it from the car. What time are we on? What time did we start? 2.30, didn't we? Yeah, it feels longer. <laughs> <laughs> All right. right oh, last time, go. if this doesn't work, we'll get Andy Whiteland to replace him. <laughs> I'll have to put him on, on again next week, if not. Yeah, we'll keep trying. Wait till he's driving around and do it while he's driving, maybe. Yeah, when he's, when he's gone to do shopping again. <laughs> <laughs> Hello? <laughs> so for for people who would it's what 
it's not working, it's not working. We'll just have to sack it off for now. Yeah, well, we'll let's see. I'll we'll give it, it one more go. Um, so for people who are getting involved in kind of mixed martial arts and jiu-jitsu, what would uh, you know just now and just wanting to get involved? What would be your advice for them? Go somewhere that, that that's good. It's <laughs> <laughs> good advice. There's too many, as Matt Byrne calls it, pastiche MMA and BJJ clubs, which are watered down versions of, of MMA. Mm. I mean, the worst ones are probably craft bagar type stuff, but there's there's MMA clubs that are shit, and my advice would be to pick somewhere that's good. And it, it's as simple as that. So what defines good then? Well, the trouble is that people. What would you look for? The trouble is nobody knows. Do they? Nobody knows where they first go somewhere. So I don't know. You, 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 need, you need to have people with experience who've been involved in it for a long time. I think to understand not just the techniques of doing stuff, but to understand all the things that we're saying about getting punched, getting battered, um, people bullying people in a fighting sense of it. Yeah. You know. Um, No, no. I thought I thought we were gonna it we're gonna keep working then. Oh, oh, we're yeah. back. Bet there's no sound. I bet there's no sound. <laughs> there's a cycle going on here, isn't it? Okay. It, oh, what? Is he back? Talk. No, nothing. I think we need Hannah on standby next time. <laughs> <laughs> Should we add Andy Whiteland onto this for the last five to ten minutes or something? Are we going to, are we going to try it again? Oh, let's just... <laughs> We're having technical difficulties <laughs> for people who've just joined. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is a conspiracy. <laughs> what kind of conspiracy? Are you surrounded by brown fences? People don't want me to. <laughs> and I think that people people are stopping me telling you my bullshit. <laughs> Do you think it's those bad? Uh, Bad gyms you've just called out. <laughs> okay. Um, okay, so... I think we're probably going to lose you again because I'm seeing a pattern. <laughs> yeah, I'm trained in IT. <laughs> so... Stevie, we might have to do this again, but like in person when we can actually do it in person or when we've got a youth on standby to help you <laughs> at your end. Or when you go driving, maybe. Um, how, are you, how are you dealing with the lockdown, though? It's shit, isn't it? It's terrible. Are you doing any training or are you just... just... Are you sacking it off and just thinking I'll have a rest? 
just no, I, I have. I'm, uh, I've been doing a lot of um, Joe Wicks stuff, uh, kettlebells and dumbbells, and my knee feels a lot better. Uh, a lot of hit stuff. I'm just generally getting angry. <laughs> Oh, really? Um, like what? Yeah. Give us some examples, Stevie. Well, you know, all the conspiracy... Oh, all that, yeah. Um, just all the... No, no, not, not in a jiu-jitsu sense, but just, 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 just everything that's going on at the moment. I mean, if... It's, so the lockdown is whack. <laughs> it's, it's, it's boring. Yeah. I can't go training. Realise the connection's good again now, so we can start all over again. <laughs> <laughs> ah, it's hung! It's hung! Oh, no! Five G! That. I knew it! Oh, he's back. No, he's not back. Oh. <laughs> I think we're getting into some gold there. Oh, he's back! Oh, there we go. Can we hear him though? Sound will have gone now, because that's what happens. Alright, Stevie, I think we'll call this a draw. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely call it a draw. (laughs) Um, We'll try again, maybe another day, Stevie, because there's some absolute gold and some good advice that I think people can get out of you. And we need to carry on. We need to more of this rant, to be fair. I'd, I'd love to hear more ranting around 5G. Uh, thanks, Stevie. Thanks for joining thanks, us. And, um, <laughs> <laughs> it's and your you're the, you're the problem. <laughs> I'm usually the problem, but you're the problem this time, pal. <laughs> right then, what we're we doing, and we're going to do a little bit more. Let's see if we can get Andy White back on. Oh. oh, what's he doing now? Do I need to finish it? Or? I don't know. I w- Should we just wait and see what he's doing a little bit? <laughs> Does this happen? Because Andy said he'll jump on if Steve. Oh, did he? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's do that. Go then. on then. Add him on. So keep, keep Steve on. All right. Keep him on. Oh, I don't think we can look. You can only that icon's gone. So I think you can. All right. Okay. Bye, Steve. Bye, Steve. We're removing you. <laughs> okay. Let's get Andy on. This is a bad podcast, we apologise. <laughs> hey! Andy! Now that the whole the whole thing kept stopping and starting for me. What? Oh, oh really? Including yeah. us? I had to keep rejoining. It wasn't... Oh. It seemed uh, troubled from the start. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that's a good way of describing Steve. <laughs> you pretty much summed up our relationship with Steve. <laughs> But we love him. We do like him a lot. So how's it going, Andy? We, we, uh, thank you for substituting for Steve. Yes, thank you. Um, do you want to carry on about the conspiracy theories? or <laughs> any, any gyms you want to call out? It's utter rubbish. It's correct. We try to get cross with them and mad and angry. <laughs> what's, what's your favourite conspiracy theory you've heard? <laughs> is that really a thing <laughs> I like that one yeah, we'll 
forgot that. that that's one now because it's on the internet yeah someone will use this as um as evidence someone can now repeat it and it will be fact yeah we'll have to get <laughs> some point we'll have to get Matty Byrne on because Matty Byrne must be going absolutely mental with the shit that he's reading <laughs> the kid spent a lifetime we could do a question hour with Matty Byrne <laughs> <laughs> we could do a science I like that. Uh, I don't think Mario would want to do that. No. But the kid, the kid's done how much studying. He's a he's a, a legit professor, and people are just sending him stuff from YouTube. <laughs> oh, brilliant! So, how's your week been, Anne? What have you been up to? Tried doing a couple of Zoom classes. Um, the kickboxing one was quite good. That I, went I, well. I, I thought. think I think that went quite well. And, um, you know, we I've chopped up the grappling one that we did on Thursday and started putting that out as well uh, via YouTube, so people can see that as well. Um, Zoom is a pretty good tool to use, to be honest, isn't it? Yeah, it's been it interesting. Seems quite interesting. Yeah, it's it's been good. I think I think what what's been the biggest blocker with Zoom is you have to do a different thing to what you normally do. So like Instagram, everyone's always on Instagram, whereas Zoom, you have to either download the app or go to that. Then yeah. you have to put a meeting code in. And, and I think like from a business point of view, that's things that I'm, I'm quite familiar with because um, I, I do it every day. And Marie's had to do that every day. I'm sure you do, Andy, as well. But for some people, it can be a little bit of a a little bit of um, a, a thing to work out. So uh, we're looking at other ways. So we've been doing a few things on Instagram as well. Uh, so we did the watch along last night. Um, but yeah. Never uh, going to watch that film again. <laughs> oh. you, have you watched College Kickboxer and? No. Why? No. Why did you not join us to watch College Kickboxer? Yeah, I, 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 mean, I, saw you, I saw it happening, but I, I, didn't, I didn't join you. No, sorry. <laughs> It's a terrible film. Don't bother. <laughs> Brilliant. Right. Teaches so much about martial arts. <laughs> Seventy two desperate rebels, which I mentioned next week, is on YouTube in full. Right. Oh. Some, someone's pirated it. It's not good. It's not good quality, but it's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds a good one then. Maybe we give that a go. So <laughs> I teach my classes. <laughs> it's not good quality, but it's pirated. <laughs> Jiu-jitsu. Terrible, terrible. Uh, no, cool. but I think with the with the Zoom classes that we've had on, I, what's been really interesting is how you've kind of adapted drills and how to do different things when you don't have any equipment. Because I think that's quite good. Like I've seen a lot of people are putting stuff out there at the moment, which is good. Um, but there, there have been some things where I kind of think, oh, well, that person's not going to have that at home. Or yeah. general, generally, people are not going to have that sort of stuff at home. Um, obviously, movement drills you can do all the time anyway you, you can look up and you can do um but i do like uh, getting creative with the you know using the chair and all that sort of stuff using pillows using bits of paper i think that's quite good mm. yeah i think I, I, I've, got, I've got a question for you mark actually which uh came i saw i just I was watching youtube this weekend it was on flow grappling the flow grappling youtube site and keenan cornelius was being interviewed 
and he made a comment. He said, "No gi jujitsu is imploding, i.e., falling in on itself." I think because uh, he said basically the whole leg lock, down at a dead squad movement game has just meant that there's no value in anything else but that, and guard passing and pinning and what have you is is, is dead. That's what he said. If you can see it on Flow Grappling. I've, I've seen it I've, I've, I've actually watched it and oh, right. yeah so I, I know what you're talking about um, I think to an extent I'm, I'm not sure if I if, if I don't think it's it's made it a requirement so you no longer uh, can do no gi grappling without understanding leg locks I think there's a lot of other stuff that you still need to know but you still need to know how to guard pass regardless of the leg lock battles becoming this this um you know the 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 well you see it at high level where it becomes such a a big part of no gi jiu-jitsu now um i think in a year to two years time that'll really tell us whether no gi jiu-jitsu is just leg lock wars um i don't think it is but it's really shown you that you know leg locks are uh, now a requirement for for no gi grappling you know you can't get away with not understanding it so that traditional approach of you know um you know there's an old saying in there you know uh the chokes the king the arm bars the queen the footlocks the dirty thief you know that it's like a brazilian um uh, saying you know from from back in the day so you know there were there were times when you know i remember one of my my, my coach eric paulson he um he won by footlock and he'd have people throwing I think uh, Keenan Cornelius might have actually sort of mentioned this in, in the conversation, but people would throw stuff and boo people who won by leg lock. So if you kind of look at how old jiu-jitsu is, it's not very old, especially in kind of in, in you know the how popular it is and how many people do it. You know, we've gone through so many evolutions in such a short space of time. We're now at this new one where you know like we've ignored leg locks so long and i've done that personally so this is one of the reasons why i've i'm spending a bit of time kind of breaking down some of danaher stuff i'm starting to you know learn the craig jones approach and and um and and really watching like you know gordon ryan gary tone and nicky ryan nicky ryan like fantastic some of his entries um and even like the um the tenth planet guys, so like the tenth planet guys have different approaches to leg locks. You know, it's it's not that it it's there and it's so prevalent because people have ignored it for so long. But then you've got this little subset of people who focused on it and now are super good at it. But you imagine like you know being a high level grappler and there's no high level grapplers there who can't pass guard. There's no high level grapplers out there who can't pin. You know, uh, from side control, it's just that we're at this point now where everyone's kind of doing these footlock battles. So I think in two years' time, we'll really get a good view of kind of what um, what jujitsu nogi is going to be. But I I, w- I would rebuttal um, that argument and say, you know, you, in gi jujitsu, you can't do gi jujitsu without learning grips. But you can't, can you? I mean, yeah. it, it's just. No. You know, it's like, it's such now, it's more grip-based than it ever has been. You know, like early on when I first started doing jiu-jitsu, I could roll, you know, quite a bit and never really grip. You know, never worry about, like, getting choked or, you know, um, all the different uh, lapel guards that he's developing and things like that. 
So he's in a position, he's in the exact same position that the leg lock guys are where he's developing all these different types of grips and this is why he's winning competitions because no one else knows it. No one else knows the grips that he does. So when he's going out and he's actually fighting, he's got a, an entire arsenal that most people don't understand. So for, for me personally, it, it's a redundant argument because... You know, he's doing the exact same thing that the leg lockers are doing in no gi grappling. So yeah, that's my opinion. Absolutely, and 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 this is something that this time is giving me to really review and recap a lot of the nogi that i teach um so one of the things which um I, I i am emphasizing and really looking at is is the leg lock game and thinking at what point do we put leg locks into people's game so if we've got someone's brand new never done anything starting to get interested into nogi jiu-jitsu do we start teaching that person leg locks straight away and i guess this is where I'm, I'm spending a little bit of time thinking, you know, potentially we might have to, even if it's just a basic thing of like a straight foot lock. So, you know, I am spending quite a bit of time just re-watching, watching competitions, watching competitions at various different levels and, and, and try to plan out, right, how am I going to coach someone to compete in modern day Nogi Jiu-Jitsu? So, but that's great. You know, for, for me, like you, you could take the approach of, you know this is bad we shouldn't do this you know, you know we should ban leg locks and we should never have this or you look at it as an opportunity to develop your own your own game like my, my leg locks aren't great you know I, I'm, I'm not i'm not a great leg locker at all but you know you can do two things you can either go right i'm not going to do that i'm just going to do gi jiu-jitsu and then you get pissed off because there's all these brand new lapel holds and then you get pissed off at that and then you end up doing what you know just nothing do you you just keep got you know, you know, you just try to find right. You you do wrestling. <laughs> but I suppose the fact that uh, a straight ankle lock is allowed at white belts in jiu jitsu and IBJJF rules does that mean that maybe it is worth bringing it in earlier because it's it's part of uh, a notional white belt level. Yeah, yeah, I, I, th I think it is, and one of the things which which I'm spending a bit of time and this is what I'm doing on SBG online is I'm trying to structure kind of, you know, what are the basics of what you need to understand and learn at the various different levels. And it, it's difficult because I've, I've always sort of said that, you know, we, we teach, we, we teach, you know, a lot of different techniques to white belts, blue belts that they can't do until the brown belt. But I don't really believe that jujitsu should be categorized around just IBJJF. You know, no. because, you know, I, I think it there's, there's, everyone seems to be going down different routes, don't they? So we've now got all these weird little subsections of jiu-jitsu. So we've got the Danaher guys who are really good leg lockers. Then you've got, you know, 10th Planet who do pretty much all the different weird stuff that no one else is doing. Sorry, it's not weird, but just very different ways of moving and things like that. Then you've got kind of your Gracie Bajas, which have got kind of the structure and, and, and things like that. And then you've got the Gracie Combatives, 
uh, where you know the um, there's no actual role until blue belt, and they have a very structured and ri- I won't say rigid, but a very structured approach to how to teach someone jujitsu, which which I kind of like and I understand. If I'm trying to learn something, and um, Henna's been putting out quite a few things um, around kind of learning jujitsu. For some academies, it's this weird thing, isn't it? At some point, someone makes a decision that you're now a blue belt. There's no real structure there. There's no real way of learning jiu-jitsu. It's just, oh, you're a blue belt now. Um, and I think this is something that SBG do quite well, where they've kind of got an introductory course, and you know, um, Matt spends uh, Matt Matt Thornton uh, spends a year just teaching one area. So like uh, this year, it's been survive and escape and. You know, I, I quite like that, and that structure of focusing on something is really good. But then, with you know, how do you structure it for people who might have different goals? It's it's interesting. You know, I, I'm enjoying thinking about it. I'm enjoying having that time to kind of break it down. Yeah, well, it is interesting to think about stuff. I think, and um, you've probably uh, done so much yourself in terms of your fight career and so much teaching just week to week. You've not really had a chance to sit back and think about it. I imagine. I don't know. Not all, no. It's something I always try and schedule in. So, like each year, I'd like I'd like to kind of review what we've taught. I'd like to review kind of how people have performed at competitions. Not because competition is the priority. You know, learning jujitsu, having fun, enjoying it. You know that that should be our priority. But you know, you I think you need to review how effective you've been as a coach sometimes by looking at right who's enjoying training. You know who's coming through the door repeatedly. How many people we're losing? You know went through beginner courses um, because I'm, and it's the first time Stevie kind of talked around this. You know we used to have a bit of a reputation as a bit of a tough gym, and and we've talked about this in the past, haven't we? Where I think we mentioned it in your in your podcast that you know Fulham Kazan has always had a little bit of a you know you, you're gonna get you're gonna go in and you're gonna have to grind a little bit, um, which has served us well. Uh, to a point but now I I want to I want to make it a little more accessible but still be able to produce you know good fighters and, and, and results as well so it's good I mean you know I think I, I'm not sure actually yeah it's it's been good to sit down like me and Marie you know we didn't have chance this week but we've we've actually been sat side by side reviewing techniques and then exchanging kind of right what did you take from that because you know, like I've done jiu-jitsu and martial arts for such a long period of time. There's stuff I miss or stuff I assume other people will know because I do it day in, day out, and I've done it for day in, day out for 20 years. So that's been really useful as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, I think it is, it is useful to reflect, but, um, yeah, I, I was uh, I was very scared of you at first when I first met you. <laughs> the years <laughs> yeah I, I mean we I, was it was that a reputation thing or was that a because yeah, it, it looks I was at a seminar once for the combat base staged at Cage Steel and Mark I saw Mark out the corner of my eye and I went oh that's the guy from Bradford yeah and he came in he came in and he, he must have been playing about but he came a guy and went like that <laughs> <laughs> we're, tr- we're trying slowly to change the opinion of, uh, <laughs> he must have been playing about he must have known the guy 
Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And you just turned my head and you went, just as you ripped the Kimura. Yeah, I, I, I don't really kind of do that. I, the, the whole macho bullshit thing doesn't really work when you've got pictures on your Instagram of you cuddling your cat. So <laughs> it's, it's, it's not something I'm trying to uh, hold up as a personality aura. Um, but yeah, so, but yeah, I mean, that, that that's, it has been, it's been interesting having time to kind of sit and think about stuff. Um, I mean, to be perfectly honest, work has been pretty busy. You know, I'm, I'm having to do that. I'm hoping we calm down a little bit this week and we've got most people up and working and most of our services kind of stabilised and because and, we, we help a lot of people across Bradford. So I'm hoping yeah. things chill out a little there where, you know, I get a little bit of time in the evening to sit down and start really plotting out and thinking about, you know, what, what I want to do when we get back. But it's fun. Yeah, it's been really fun. Um, what do you think about doing the beginners, um, Andy? Uh, well, I think it, it's, it's really enjoyable to be involved with it. Um, mm. Jason, well, obviously, uh, just as you can see, it's just enjoyable to do it. It helps. It helps. I think you, uh, uh, when you're delivering that or trying to teach people that, it helps you um, understand fundamental techniques better because you have to think about them in such detail and and and, and um, just take yourself through them again. So it's beneficial to, to actually have to teach them. Uh, it's really enjoyable to to just help people get introduced to, to jujitsu and um, hopefully they enjoy it. Um, yeah, I, I, it's, it's really enjoyable. It's a great opportunity to do it. And I think um, the way you've structured it, there's, there's been quite a good retention rate of people hanging around, it seems to me. Um, you know, try to do it in a nice, um, in, a, in such a way that it's fun as well as, engaging and uh, I think it's been a great thing uh, obviously it wasn't you didn't have a set beginners program for a, a fair while at the gym but I think it's something uh, that's really worthwhile progressing with definitely yeah and I think that I mean that's 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 one of the things I am thinking about quite a bit is is the beginner course that we run at the gym um, I do think you know maybe adding a little bit more self-defense stuff could be a, a good thing and I, I don't mean the kind of long-winded kind of wrist locky stuff and you know fighting against people with knives um but i think yeah. <laughs> just you know there's a couple of things that um uh, spg guys do around like headlock and 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 some some things which sometimes when you go into jiu-jitsu gyms i don't think you really see but you know if you're going to get attacked someone's probably going to try and headlock you i mean you might have you know street fights i've seen and you know and and even like fighting on a rugby pitch you know that's it is a default thing someone will grab your head and then start punching you like this so you know it, you know i've seen it so many times but we don't teach it so for me it's i think it's finding that balance of yeah you know you still need to understand some of the self-defense stuff but here's the cool jiu-jitsu stuff that's going to keep you coming in the gym get you really excited and you know, get you buying your your first purple belt rash guard when you get a purple belt and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's uh, be a bit embarrassing if you got headlocked by somebody and uh, you just won the British Open the previous week and couldn't get out of the headlock. I did. This is the ridiculous <laughs> thing, right? It was it was a few years ago when I was playing rugby. Uh, it must have been about four years ago. I decided to play rugby for a little bit. I oh, know it'd be a bit longer, maybe six years ago. So I think I were purple or brown belt. And for, for weeks, everyone were really excited about it kicking off, you know, because they thought we were going to, like, break out some kung fu stuff and start chopping people. Fight started. This kid run over towards me. I swung at him, and I missed. I missed <laughs> really badly. But I overcommitted so much on my punch, 
I actually ended up with my head down. He headlocked me. Couldn't get out. Couldn't get out. We got split up, right? I've never seen 12 men look so disappointed at me in all my life. All 12 were like, what the fuck was that, Mark? What was that? You're a black belt in kickboxing. You're either brown or purple belt in jiu-jitsu. It was ridiculous. I was pissing myself. <laughs> Absolutely crying. Because the kid couldn't hit me hard either because I was trying, I was struggling so much, but I couldn't get out of his headlock at all. <laughs> it was like, ridiculous. But afterwards, like, someone actually came up to me in the changing room like, the fuck was that? Like, I just came up to me in the changing room like, are you sure you've done something? Like, so, maybe it's that. Maybe that's the reason why I want to go back and add it in just so... <laughs> If I start fighting on the rugby pitch again, I don't. I, I can get out. But... <laughs> How bizarre! I look forward to hearing your plans. Anyway, it'd be great, and I'm sure uh, it'll be really, uh, really attractive for people to come and get involved with the SPG. So, yeah, that sounds fantastic. Cool. So Andy is uh as the SPG Bradford head of marketing and PR and current <laughs> affairs. Uh, Steve's head of conspiracy theories. <laughs> Sorry, you can't have that one. Uh, who who are we getting on next? I think. Well, we need to have a little bit more of uh, Mr. Murgatroyd because I was hoping he would be uh, drilling down into his judo career as well as his BJJ career um, in detail, not just not in passing. Uh, yeah. I had a question lined up. What's his Tokui waza, which means what's his favourite technique? Apparently. All right. <laughs> <laughs> As long, as long as he's not going to show us some, I'll be all right with asking that question. I think, uh, I think you know, Mr. and Mrs. Doyle will be excellent value, obviously. Uh, I think a, a four-header, you two and Mr. and Mrs. Doyle would be good. Um, I think that's a very uh, good idea. Maybe, maybe some of uh, the younger element as well, you know. Um, don't know, maybe Zulk. Something I like fucking that. knew you were going to say that. <laughs> How much has Zulk paid you? <laughs> call it mate yes alright so we'll we'll have a chat with James and Joe and maybe either do um, a couple special or we'll uh, we'll we'll grill them separately grill them separately maybe yeah James tell us what you really think about Joe (laughs) they will be socially distancing there (laughs) cool (laughs) <laughs> okay well we'll wrap that up thanks for joining us and thanks, yeah, thank thanks for you. stepping in we will definitely do uh, the Stevie Murgatroyd files um, <laughs> uh, do it nowhere near as interesting <laughs> <laughs> but yeah thanks Andy well thanks for joining us guys hopefully you enjoyed it uh, same time next week unless we all are allowed to go out um, no we can't we've got three weeks haven't we now well, that's right. No, three three weeks. weeks. Three weeks. If you all pay us a lot of money, we'll do two of these a week. Yeah, <laughs> you know, we, 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 we need it. <laughs> Don't lie, we just bought. If anyone works for the government, can you ask what's going on with our financial help? <laughs> the good government, not the 5G government. I don't, I, I don't know. I don't want their help. I might, I might get arrested. Right, we're going to stop the podcast okay. now because it's, it's going downhill fast. Well... Unless we get rid of you. <laughs> Me and Andy will just talk. <laughs> Steve's already got off the pony. Andy, thank you very much. James, you. Joe, we'll be in touch. 
Uh, time to get off the pony. Bye. 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 <laughs> Are you?